Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Good evening. This is Rahul Reddy. Today is March 17, 2021. The time is about 4.30 p.m. Reddy and MPC does conduct Zoom conference calls every single day. For those people who are listening to this in other media, you can come to live sessions. You can check out detail at rnlawgroup.com. Good with the first caller, uh, first uh, person, Leo. Vijay? Hello? Yes, Vijay. Hi, Rahul. Thank you so much for taking my call. This is about here. Yeah, this is about uh, uh, the child, uh, the age of the kids. That uh, I'm a legal H-1B immigrant. I'm a dentist. I've been on the wait list for the ten years. My priority date was September 2010, September 27, 2010. We just got our, uh, you know, the 485 file. But my son aged out in 2016. He turned 21. Mm-hmm. So my question is, uh, at when when we spoke to our attorney at the time, he told me that we can use the same priority date as mine uh, once we get our green card to enable him to be uh, with the F2B. So is that still true with the new no. system? No? No, no, I don't think so. You have to fly new, new, and he has to fly uh, f- uh, fly on his own. And the priority date is backlogged by, but I think so. F two B is backlogged by four to six years. So no, he can't use your priority date. Oh, but my God, that's <laughs> that's a big. Uh, is there any way, like with the new new laws yeah, it, that are coming? Yeah, I saw the new law that is coming in. Uh, that is actually right now. When we are discussing on the on the Zoom session right now, the Congress is discussing. But even there also, the age out limit was, I believe, 2017 or 2018, not 2016. So he will, this kid will be out. He has to swim on his own. Oh my God! Okay, okay. Uh, is there any way we can? Uh, you know, I heard you telling people you should go to the court. Do you think this is a good case for me to no, no like you know no no your your case is not a good case to go to the court okay the reason I'm asking you is see for the age out status they no consider... if, if no the no the question is that you filed the adjustment of status recently in October by the time right. he already aged out three four years ago you going to the right. court will not I do not think personally I do not think it's worth the only thing I'm requesting is the court system. See, they for you know before the 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 Child Status Protection Act was for legal immigrant like you know 
family-based immigrants where they lock down the age, where the processing time for a immigrant visa is always more than 10, 12 years. Whereas for I got no, I, I got I got your point. It doesn't have any legal sense what you're speaking about. Moral sense-wise, I understand it. It doesn't have legal sense for us to file an appeal for a court case. So if I were the lawyer, I would not entertain it. It will be considered frivolous lawsuit, according to me. But you can discuss. Okay. If you want more, you can discuss. But I, I would conclude that I would not file your court case, though. Next person, Thank please. You. Sorry about that. Gerald? Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yes, sir. I, I have applied um, H4 on October 2, 2020, um, mm -hmm. and filed an EAD November 5, 2020. And I mm -hmm. have one uh, H1B also, uh, I have consular petition in hand uh, mm -hmm. now, but I do not have any status to work now. So, what makes me. To, well, you, uh, you, know, you said you have a H1B status, right? No, uh, that is a consular notification. I have approved consular notification. Why did you got the consular notification approved though? Okay, uh, yeah. The H4 is pending, right? Uh, I am on a receipt notice. It's not yet approved. So did you the, say? Did you say? Did you say H4 is pending? Yeah, H4 is pending. I applied October two, twenty twenty. Uh, it is not yet approved. I have not got biometrics notice also. Uh, so they were keep, two times RFE came and were asking about H4 approved status. And it seems like uh, they uh, they are not likely to approve my I got H1B. The point. I got the H4. point. So I got the point. So you have adjustment of status pending. You have a H4 pending right now. And now your H1B is approved in the consular processing, is right? Yes. But it's not adjustment, not adjustment of status. It's a H4 EAD I'm talking about. Oh, so H4 EAD is pending. You right now you will be considered to be an H4 st pending status right now. You are in pending legal, status. You're in yeah pending status right now. If you want to get the H1B, you'll have to go outside the country to get the stamping. Yes, right. Yes, but okay. uh, what? But already I am waiting for five months on H4, uh, H4 EAD. So I got the point. Uh, but if you want to work right now, you can go outside the country. Get you already have the H1B consular processing. You can get the H1B stamp stamping approved and come back into the United States. Okay. 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 Do, okay. okay. But uh, a small question. Uh, what do you think about EH4, H4 EADs? How long this biometrics problem? They are taking, be? they are taking a long, long time right now to get any of them approved right now. I, I would be better if, if you would go and get the H1 stamping and come back. That would be in your best interest. Next person, Leo. Janvi. Thank you. Hello. Um, this is Janvi. I have mm -hmm. my EAD and advanced parole uh, approved from okay. last nine years. I, mm -hmm. I, my, my green card date is current for the next April bulletin. I am mm -hmm. traveling to India in May. Mm -hmm. So, is it okay for me to travel even before the green card is approved? I have the advanced parole, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is nothing wrong in you to go outside the country. Even okay. if the fi final action dates are current for you, there is nothing wrong for you to travel outside the country. There are some questions people have. What happens if you guys get the green card when you're outside the country? Right. You guys can come back into United States on advanced parole, even though your green card is approved. That's perfect. 
Thank you so much. Okay. That's all. They I gave have. an exception in, I think so, in 2002 or 2003, I remember. But yeah, it's been going on very frequently. We have no problem for people coming back and advance parole. So will okay. I will I will I have a query about biometrics by uh, again because I already had if it you, in if, 2011. No, it, it, in you had a biometrics for 485 applications, right? 2011. Yes. 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 No, you, you would you would not require any more biometrics, ma'am. So maybe there will be a query on medicals and stuff, but not biometrics. Absolutely right. You absolutely okay. right. You will have an RFE on medical and maybe 485J supplement also. Okay. Thank you so okay. much for taking my call. Thank, Thank you. you. Next person, please. Shalini. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking my question. Uh, I sure. have a question like the, uh, uh, I have got my H1 approved last week and mm -hmm. my husband, he's, he's planning to come on H4 visa. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, as I talked to you before as well, like he, his EB1 is uh, filed, uh, EB1 I-140 is applied in December and he's mm -hmm. maxing out. And uh, my question is, if he's traveling here in country on H4 visa, can he apply for adjustment of status or does he need to Absolutely. wait for like 90 days rule, something I heard about? The, it, 90, the sure. 90 day rule is not applicable for H4 visa. Actually, okay. if a green card application has been filed, like the way your husband has filed, he cannot mm -hmm. enter into visas like B1, B2, F1, and most of the other visas, he's not supposed to enter into the United States because his intention is to probably file the adjustment of status once he comes into the United States. But mm -hmm. there is an exception for the H-4. There is an exception mm -hmm. for the L-2 visas. They can come in, no problem. There is nine, no 90-day rule for him. As soon as he enters into the United States, since the priority date for him is current right now, he can file mm -hmm. the adjustment of status ASAP. Okay. Thank you very much. You solved my problem and thanks for this. Thank, great thank you. For all next, studies. Thank you very much. Next, next person, please. Mahindar. Uh, hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking this call. Uh, I have yes. a peculiar situation. Um, basically, I came as a student in 2005 and my employer filed my H-1B in 2008. But my H-1B did not include the I-94 on the document and I was my employee. Why? Uh, I don't know how they filed it. And okay. I changed the employer later on. Mm -hmm. uh, I moved on to Deloitte, some other companies and I'm with a third employer right now. So I stayed, I did not know that I was not aware that I had to go out of the country because I was not even aware I need to look for I-94. So, so when, you, when you moved to different companies, what pieces did you move to? On H1. So basically, after getting my H1 with the first employer, I went outside the country. Like after mm -hmm. one year, I got stamped mm -hmm. and I came back to US. Okay, then, that's good. Then you moved on to a couple of different companies. Okay. A couple of different companies and I'm done. But when I, recently, my priority date is February 2012, sorry, 2012. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. In the recent times, I requested my employer to downgrade and file for my EAD. Then they mm -hmm. raised the concern that, hey, your green card might get denied because you stayed out of status for one year without a valid I-94. Mm. They have a point. So when this particular company filed the H-1B, you got the approval. 
Mm-hmm. And, but you didn't realize that they didn't had a 984. I, I even did not yeah. realize that. They have a point. Uh, you may want to have a private consultation with me. I may not say that I have some solution for you. I can look into more closely to study if there are any exceptions available. Uh, were you on a student visa before at any yes. point of time? Yes. I but at, the, at the time when you left the country, though, mm. on the H-1B visa, did you ever traveled outside the country to get the H1B stamping or you did not? No, I never went out. Like uh, after 2000, I went around 2010. That's the first time I left the country after coming to US. And 2008 is the time, 2008 October is the first time my H1 got approved. Okay. You may have some shot at playing around. Okay. The reason mm-hmm. is that you have an I 94 that says that it's valid for the duration when you did on the student visa. You, have, you may have an argument there. I would recommend to consult me with all the previous history. Mm-hmm. I, you may have a point there to, to fight. I'm not telling that your lawyer is wrong. I'm not mm-hmm. telling your lawyer is wrong at all. I'm not telling. I just want to study a little bit more to see because I want to study a little bit more. I would like you to have a consultation with me or I believe you in our office with all the details, okay? Yes, sir. I'll get that scheduled. Thank you very much. for that. I'm just trying to see if I can push you with that I-94 that you got with the F1. I need to do a little bit of research on it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You, you, you got my point, is right? One yes, I-94 sir, I says that you, have, you don't have a validity. One I-94 says it's duration of status. Mm-hmm. That law has never been changed. So that's where I'm thinking that you may have a fighting chance. Next person, please. Vamsi? Wamshi, you have a question for us. Vasundra? Uh, hello, ha- hello, ready? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you, Vasundra. Yeah. Uh, my problem is like uh, 10 years back, I worked in a company for six months. And there I got my, I got, there I got my experience letter and everything mm-hmm. is fine. But uh, uh, when, when I did my EB2 to EB3 downgrade for I-140, I got an RFE saying that, uh, that, uh, that old experience letter and the perm dates were not matching. And that uh, perm was filed by my old lawyer and my company. Uh, my employer B lawyer got acquired by employer C and that employer C filed my EB2 to EB3 downgrade. And recently I got my I-140, I mean, in premium processing, I got RFE saying that the dates were not matching. Uh, says in my employer letter, it says September 29, 2011. In the perm, it says October 3rd, 2011 as start date. That was a ma- uh, that was a manual error made by the lawyer. I understand this errors can be happen anytime, but uh, I don't know like how to fix that problem. Like how how to. But but the problem. actual start date is September 29th, is right? Yeah, it, everything is fine. All documents. Yeah, are that is it. that is just a clerical error. You explain it. You mm-hmm. sign an affidavit and you describe saying that this is the actual date. Do you have a pay stubs from that company? Uh, actually, uh, if 
because of training purpose i worked as an unpaid uh, i got like, the uh, point i got the point yeah you I just mean, i mean opt just, initial opt so i got the point man you just you just write an affidavit saying that it is september 29th and it's just a clerical error mm-hmm. um the other thing is that that experience may not be required for you it's only 6 months for you to get an i140 approval so mm-hmm. uh just explain it to them saying that you joined september 2010 but before you do though always check with the company if there is anything bad remark about that company what we see sometimes is that if there is some problem with the company that's mm-hmm. when these kind of rfes comes up oh okay i don't think okay. so they have any bad uh, remark if they don't have any bad just explain them in our affidavit saying that it's just a clerical error the actual date is september 29 it should be fine most probably next person please thanks thanks a lot thank you vasanara kalin kalin hello hi rahul can you hear me i can hear you kalin um yeah so me and my wife we received the i485 and the i765 biometric appointment but it's mm-hmm. at the pittsburgh's look pittsburgh location which is close to my employer office but i actually work in maine at client location which is like an 8 hour drive from maine to pittsburgh so my office legally suggested like go a week before to the local asc and ask them if you can if you can attend the biometric with the same notice at the lo- local office so my question is mm-hmm. should i go to the local office a week before and try this or yeah, should i not take it. a risk and go to pittsburgh oh there's no risk in it at the most they will say no to you then you will go to pittsburgh uh, you'll go to the other location I, you can try it you can try it so if that is, doesn't uh, work there is zero zero risk to you though at the most they will say no and then you go there to the other location if they so, take it that's fine you're good Okay, so there's no risk. Like they tell me, like you can attend it, and then I go on the exact date, and this, and someone else says, like, no, this. Ah, <laughs> I got the point. What you're saying? No, I will not take the risk on that date because mm, you speak Hindi. Yeah. No, you will be neither garka nor gatka. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so no, I plan uh, what. what my question is like i plan to go and ask them a week before but my confusion is like what if a week before someone says you can come and that day i get a, no, some other person no if they person. are willing to take it if they are willing to take it then in their itself i am fine if they are telling you to come back on that particular day i'm not going to go i'm going to go to the location what they told me to go okay. now okay. previous now previous to this though previous to pandemic believe me it was not at all problem for these kind of things but now mm-hmm. that is becoming a problem yeah this officer will say yes that officer will say screw you man you go to other location i'm busy this is covid then you will be you can't go to the other location because you missed it so if they will take it one week before that's fine if they tell you to come back after one week just go to uh, you know what you know what i have a problem here now with you what if i'm just thinking khalil while i'm speaking with you what if mm-hmm. the guy changed in the computer system saying that you're going to be coming to this location not to that location and on that day you go to the other location that guy says ah ah you're scheduled at your other location you see my point mm-hmm. yeah i get it okay just forget it just go to the original location on the day man yeah, i so know I it's eight hour it. trip it's yeah just go i uh, sorry I'm, about that i just yeah, was no thinking problem. while i was speaking with you yeah, yeah, yeah i, I, mean, I, I will could. not yeah because i don't care 8 me, yeah. hours yeah maybe your lawyer thinks that 8 hours is too much for you i know you 
it's not that much for you. 16 hours is yeah. not for that much for you. You go there. You'll be and fine. And I have I have one other question. Like I didn't get the biometric request for I-131. So is am I going there to get no that separately? There is no biometrics for I-131. It's only for 485. I don't know why these two people are putting 765. You don't need biometrics for 765. But recently we noticed that they're putting 765 there. Biometrics is only for 485. Next person, please. Thanks. Namsi. Um, hi Rahul. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so actually, I have a dilemma about my uh, H1B clock reset or not. Mm -hmm. So this is the background, uh, Rahul. So when I was uh, in US uh, in 2018 uh, February, uh, my company filed the oh, L1B, L1B extension. Uh, Leo, can you mute Khalil? Yeah, go ahead, Vamsi. Continue. Yeah, in 2018, uh, February, my company filed the L1B extension. Uh, and then in the same year, uh, in the April 2018, my H1B petition uh, was selected. Uh, after a few months, that is in July month, I departed from USA due to some uh, personal reasons. At that time, mm -hmm. my H1B was in pending status and uh, my L1B also in pending status. So mm -hmm. when I went back to India, uh, I withdrew my L1B uh, petition, uh, hoping that my H1B is in progress. Uh, in the same year, in the December month, uh, my H1B petition uh, was approved. Mm -hmm. And I came back to USA after one year, six months, uh, that is in uh, 2020, uh, February. Uh, so I spent almost one and a half year in the India and uh, I left from the US uh, when my L1B petition was in pending status uh, and H1B not yet approved at that time. And my so I asked my attorney in my company and uh, there they replied back saying uh, my clock uh, got reset to six years. Uh, when I went entered uh, into US, after one and a half year, okay, one and a half year. So, so but when I'm going through the Google and uh, going through the reviews, uh, they're telling me a different thing. So I want to take your opinion. Now. So at the time when you filed the H1B, you were in United States, is that right? Yes, uh, in the April 2018. Yes. Hmm. You spent one year outside the country. Yeah, it's reset. So now the only question is, will it be considered that you have actually reset or not? You know what? I have not prepared this answer. Is there any way you can email me with the question? I need to do a little bit of research on it and we'll get back to you. And my email address is rahul at rnlawgroup.com. Yeah, sure. I, I think so. I think so. I think so. You have resetted it. But I have some small doubt because normally the, the USCIS considers the filing date as the date though, when it has to reset in mm -hmm. certain circumstances, not all circumstances. That's the reason why I believe that there is a chance that you may not have reset the entire thing. So I need to do a little bit of research. Drop an email to me at rahul at rnlawgroup.com and then I will respond to it, okay? Okay, Rahul, thank you. Next person, please. Vishal. 
Hi, good evening, Rahul. Yes. Good evening, Vishal. Rahul, are you there? Yes, hi. Yes, Sam. Go ahead. Thank you for taking my question. Uh, my question is, I actually filed for uh, 485, the adjustment of status, uh, because my priority date was uh, current. And mm -hmm. um, I did receive a receipt notice. Uh, I have a couple questions. Like, how much mm -hmm. time more does it take after getting a receipt notice? For what? Uh, to get the approval. What approval? Green card approval? Uh, no, the 485 approval. And uh, Yeah, green card approval, 485 approval, adjustment yeah. of status. So are all the same. Number one thing okay. is that what is your priority date? Uh, it's February 2012. It is not current right now. February 2012 is not current. It is September 2010. Until the final action date is current, you will not get the green card. If by any chance they actually get the green card, your lawyer will go and give it back to them saying that don't give the green card to my guy. You're not eligible to get the green card. Okay. Until the final action date becomes current. No, day, day of filing. Okay. I'm sorry? Yeah, date of filing. How about the date of filing? Do I get Date the... of filing? No, you are not eligible to get the green card based on the date of filing. It has to be final action dates to be correct. Date of filing will get you the uh, filing adjustment of status will not get you the green card. So two things have to happen to you right now. First, the final action dates have to be current. And today uh, we had a session okay. with the Department of State they're telling that by September of 2021, most probably the filing dates of what we had in September will be the final action dates for you guys. Um, that's one thing. So you will have to still wait for that. The second thing, Vishal, what you're forgetting is there is something called processing time. You know what a processing time is, right? Yes. So according to the USCIS, the processing time is anywhere between 15 months to 45 months. Having said that, though, uh, there may be exceptions, and they're ex we're expecting a little bit faster uh, right now on those things. They may even do it very faster. They may do it in the next six months. That's my expectation, though. Based on the conversation that uh, we had today in the, in the YouTube with the State Department, there is a chance, mm -hmm. there is a chance you might get a green card by September of 2021. Let's be hopeful. Thank you so much. But, but, but for that, first thing is final action date has to be current. If the final action date is not current, you are not getting a green card. Sure. So basically my question is the date of filing, what does that get me right now? Nothing. Date of filing, date of filing is, for example, when you go to the immigration and ask them, mm -hmm. hey, my final action date is current. You are not giving me the green card. Then they will say, hey, look, buddy, we published the date of filing that you are not yet ready, you're in line. There are way many people before you, we are not going to get your application. That is where okay. the data filing will come into picture. Okay, I got that. Thank you. Next caller, please. Shambha. Uh, hey Rahul, uh, this is Sivisha. I have a question regards I-539 extension. So we filed an extension for my parents um, mm -hmm. and then again, uh, by the time, uh, by the time we, 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 it was still pending, we did not hear back from USCIS and my mom underwent a surgery to her ankle, foot ankle. So she was not in a position to leave. So we ended up applying for a second extension upon your advice. Um, so now they are ready to leave. They are leave, leaving to India tomorrow. So I would like to mm -hmm. get your advice on, um, um, withdrawing the extension. 
do i need to do it what are the pros and you cons know, of you, doing it you don't need to withdraw it i mean you can wait until they leave the country once okay. they leave the country they can withdraw it okay so i can send an email letter to uscis saying they left the uh, country no it has to be it has to be your parents not you oh i, I mean i'm sending on behalf of them well does it have you know to come from I, india yeah it has to come from india gotcha okay then uh, and by the way the first extension that we applied for it just got approved recently so they are okay. good with the first That's extension good. so the second one uh, so okay. they we have to do it after they leave from india yeah i read somewhere that the visa would be cancelled if they don't withdraw the application is that true that is not exactly right though uh, okay. if they didn't file the extension though the visa will be cancelled make sure when you when you when you uh, make sure you keep the receipt notices when mm-hmm. your parents go keep them with them just in case if anybody even when you're when they're exiting though they are coming and canceling the visas right now so mm-hmm. they can show that look we filed the application that's the reason we are in the country make sure that you show them okay okay one last question so if we if i send this withdrawal letter um say don't send text- it before they leave then yes, they yes. don't send it before they leave got it so they are going to send it from india after they reach india so the they can email is- it to you and then you can mail it from here Oh, but uh, wouldn't it require their signature? Well, copy of the signature is accepted right now because of the COVID. Gotcha. Okay. So he- here's what I have planned. I have the document while I have my dad here. I'm having it sign it for me, and I yeah, was planning can, on mailing can, after he leaves. Yeah, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Make gotcha. sure it's dated after they left mm-hmm. the country. Yes. Yes. Perfect. And, and one last question, though. So does it affect the time? So the first extension was approved until 15 February. Uh, and the second extension we applied until the end of month march so would it affect the time between 15 february and the 18th no, that they will be in the country it will not it will not okay. you're fine they just have a okay. receipt notice there in good shape next Excellent. caller please thank you so much ramesh ramesh go ahead ramesh Ramesh, you have a question for us. Go to the next caller. This will be the last caller we will take. Last uh, participant. Satish. Sorry, I don't have any question. I just joined first time. Lakshmi. Go. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Yes, ma'am. How can I help you? yeah uh, my company filed my h1b on 2010 uh, when i was in india and it got mm-hmm. approved uh, till 2012 and i got stamping in my passport but i never traveled to us through h1 i came here on h4 by 2013 and for the past 3 years i had been working with my h4 ead and is there any way i can file cause h1 once i get any employer through my h4 ead technically speaking of until you get the h1b stamping in the passport or you get the until the, you get the h1b stamping in the passport or you get the h1b with the i94 you are not been counted toward the h1b number that's the rule but we have you know so you are not if you want the best way is to apply in the lottery system right now so that there's no way, way to why, yeah go ahead Why? Why are you so interested in getting the H one B? Uh, 
no the h4 ads are like i'm i applied like last year april it I got was the almost point. an earth with them texas so i got the point i don't I want to point. have i got yeah. i got the point lakshmi okay so yeah you you i mean you you can try you have only 10% chance of success ma'am uh, i've seen some of them getting approved but that's only 10% chance of success if you want to take it that's better than what you have in the h4 ead expediting okay okay thank you very much for the next zoom conference will be tomorrow at 11:30 sorry we couldn't reach to all the people don't forget that we do have a facebook and youtube live on tuesday guys from 5 to 6 central time thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com have an awesome day